you don't need anyone your success your survival and your security depends upon you welcome to the podcast of mario beckes where i'm gonna share with you my personal and professional story as a combatant 1800 consecutive combat days i saw all pain destruction uncertainty then i'm gonna guide you and show you how the true communist intelligence services operates i know i've been there and i as well share with you crime investigation techniques interrogation and investigative techniques on this podcast tune in you'll be glad you did it Social engineering, it's all about information. And quite often people are misunderstand definition of social engineering. And in today, business world, corporations, even in the public domain, we hear the word social engineering. However, everybody relates just for the cyber white security. So I will guide you to the process of historical approach to the social engineering. Social engineering is not reserved for the IT or cybersecurity. That's a wrong, wrong by definition, because it requires socializing. <laughs> Now, every information can be tangible or intangible. That's the two crucial things that everybody must understand. Information has the value. Why has the value? Because information being provided through the source, which usually can be the human. So when we talk about information, information can be stored anywhere on our cloud computing in data centers can be stored on computers, can be the notepads, but the origin of information, usually it's a source, single source, and that's the human. Hence, social engineering, interaction between two people or group of the people with the source of information. Now, Of course, they're going to in today, um, uh, DNA age, we call it this way. People refer to, you know, social engineering, if somebody calls me on the phone, asks me information. Yeah, that can be done, but that's a more pretext call when somebody pretend it's a something to achieve outcome, to get information. So how many times we get the phone call and all late night and say, <clears throat> I'm calling from the solar panel camp company. I'm calling from the, this, uh, you know, mainstream media outlet. Or I'm calling from the telco company, and you believe that this is genuine call, and then you answer some questions, and they already have some information. That's a pretext call. This is the, the fundamental mistake what the people doing, fishing for information. That can be related to IT security. But let's go go step back as I started with social engineering. <clears throat> social engineering, it's application of the human intelligence, field intelligence, whether by default human intelligence is interaction and extract information from the humans, hence social engineering. So somebody is a source, usually it's a human. Every human has idea, you have idea, I have idea, which eventually becomes the word of mouth. You talk to your wife, to your girlfriend, to your mistress, to your brother. And that information already been released in a, in a space which you can't control. Once when information comes out and somebody hear it, information is being there to be captured. And word of mouth is more dangerous than anything else. Now we can talk about uh, information passing and information management a little bit later. Hence, why saying information is tangible, information is intang uh, uh, is, can be tangible, intangible. But however, information has the value. When I said the value has a source, source is usually the human. Human, it starts implementing ideas, imagination, desire, by talking to somebody, writing on a paper. You already have an intangible, becomes a tangible. When I say intangible, it's in your, it's idea in your head, and you didn't monetize, you didn't put on a paper, you didn't share it. So it's your idea, it's your information, but you are the source. So why would somebody refer to social engineering in the capturing information via internet, when it's interaction usually referred to the social encounter? socializing and most commonly that information into social engineering is being done between the two humans or the group depend 
what uh, part of intelligence cycle uh, that has been done. Now, social engineering has application to the centuries. It's not reserved just for the last 50 years. You know, we had a, one of the oldest documents, Bible, uh, they're referring as well to the sending the, the spies and talking to the, in the, in the land of Canaan and talking to the uh, local uh, population and learning the strengths and weaknesses of the enemy. So it, instead of going into the religious part of the Bible, um, then you have to the centuries. You know, most often through the centuries, as a, as a thing was become more sophisticated, Elizabeth, uh, Queen Elizabeth I, she, she was the one who actually one of the most applicable sociogenic uh, applications through human intelligence she had because um, she will employ the certain type of the personalities on her court to entertain foreign um, guests and they will learn information. So that's it. In a nutshell, it's, it's a sociogenic interaction between the two humans. Now, in past 100, 150 years, Social engineering becomes very, very uh, sophisticated method uh, uh, utilized mostly by the intelligence agencies in order to learn information about you, about me, or confirm sources. So that's the that's answer briefly on a social engineering. Source is a human, and our strength is in protecting information. But what you can protect, it's a human behavior. So the strongest link in any business, in any organization, any type of the work, it's a human, but simultaneously it's a weakest. So that must be taken consideration. So you don't go after information, you go after the brain. You hack the human brain. What, um, so if the human's the source, uh, how, how do we, uh, how should we act, Mario? How, how should, you know, my, my my girlfriend, God bless her, she talks a lot in terms of, well, she's introverted, but once you get her talking, she keeps talking and she'll over-divulge and she'll share information, even to the point where she's over-shared information about a project and then someone's gone around and stolen that project from her. She's been hacked effectively, right? So, so now, yes, that's a school example, right? But it could get a lot more dangerous if it's if it's other things as well. So what how... You know, what did she do there? The Look, you, you, you must take into consideration one thing. The people have the uh, need to talk. People have the need to show the importance. Uh, we don't know till it's a very late that we become uh, somebody's target. So you must understand one very crucial thing. Uh, nobody becomes the target of social engineering without previously planning. Now... In, in a field I used to be work in the government sector, uh, before the social genetic bit will take a place, you know, you will get a tip off to somebody, to informants or the colleagues or different departments, some information which is being captured and then analyzed and compared to the previous information you have on your file, let's just say, towards national security, new product. Now, Corporations, corporations are lacking this understanding, particularly in Australia. There's no, there's no question asked. Uh, they will, as I said, they refer to social engineering more likely to the machines and the computers and the passwords. And, you know, there's so many experts there which they're talking about social engineering. They never done social engineering. So to become the target in social engineering, you must become the target itself. When you become the target, you become the target for the particular reason, either to confirm information, so to confirm that, that something's happening somewhere, so you heard information, you want to verify, then you know that this person is quite close to the source of that information, you want to verify. You want to extract information or you want to plant information. Depend what direction you go, people have a tendency to talk. So when you become the target, intelligence analysts and the intelligence operatives and the, you know, the partner who is taking care of this, you are becoming the person who is being observed. First, they need to decide how they're going to classify you, you know, what type of the source information is going to be and what particular information they're looking for. For example, 
you're the best podcaster in the world, and uh, let's go say your girlfriend, you as a nation, which I know she'll never do this because I, I know she's a great person. She supports your team. She speaks to colleagues in the workplace, and uh, somebody or her colleagues has a husband who runs the podcast, and she's mentioning, for example, uh, you know, team here acquiring new equipment from from the US. Now, if you're translating your identity into the government or corporation, another person has more sense. So she passed this information to somebody, her husband, who is the CEO of a large company, and say, team from XYZ has a new equipment from you. It's going to be, it's going to have the most authentic podcast, most amazing quality of the videos of sound. So how are you going to confirm this information? There's a set, certain limits you can do through open source intelligence. There's certain things you can search on the internet by inquiring around. But let's just say if you are government Z and the government X wants to know what equipment you have, you become the target. So to create a profile about you, which means they're collecting not just a name, surname. Do you like a Nutella? Do you like it? You know, some type of cakes. That's all comes consideration. But there's analysis about you as a personality. What do you like? What do you dislike? So, in short, they created the puzzle of your, of your life without talking to you. And then they created a story, storyline. When I say story, it doesn't involve the dwarves and the princesses and all these things. It involves your story, most feasible, supported by the many facts, not guessing, facts. And then you are searching for the operative who's going to approach your team, to you. In the places you're least expecting, in times you're least expecting, and that person is going to have the conversation. Don't forget, those people are highly educated, training, trained operatives on the field. <clears throat> so in the movies, you usually see like, uh, Hari Mata Hari, she done this and this and this. Hari Mata Hari, she did had training from German Imperial uh, Army. She did have uh, some certain training. But, however, she knew it as well. If you know the Hari Mata Hari, first of all, she was a famous spy, but she was an asset for social engineering to interact with the people and extract information past the Germans and so on. But the thing is, those highly skilled operatives will come to you. So when you become the target, profiles have been created from the open source intelligence, from the word of mouth, to the surveillance of yourself, analyzing not just you, but everybody around you, to find a common, feasible story to start conversation with you. And that person will start conversing with you. Maybe in a pub, maybe in an airplane, maybe when we lock down, you know, with somebody, you never know. Uh, and that person is gonna usually communicate with you in, in, in a fashionable manner without you raising suspicions, but she gonna know, she gonna lead you into the conversation step-by-step to you become close to that person. And uh, you're going to open yourself. Eventually, you become too friendly. But we're not talking about just about meeting one coffee. We're talking second coffee, lunch, business, and everything else. And uh, nobody asks you straight away, Tim, do you have for your country Z this equipment? It doesn't work that way. Social engineering, it's a long-established relationship. You understand there's a lot of money being involved, a lot of time being involved. And the highly skilled people, and then logistics and equipment and everything else. So, like, you don't chase somebody just for the one conversation. It must be ongoing conversation, right? And that conversation usually is going to go very friendly till the moment you start talking about things which you believe that person is not related to you. That's a social engineering. Not just pick up the phone and say, Hi, Tim, I'm calling from Telco ZYX, and I like just to know what it is. That's a pretext call. That's a fishing for information. And that's how the, everything starts. But social engineering, it's a highly sophisticated method of human intelligence of information collection. Because useful information becomes the valuable intelligence. And that intelligence stays with us. So as I say, either they want to confirm something, they want to know something from you, or they want to plant information. And you become, the fact that you become source information for somebody. That's a social genius. So don't worry for a girlfriend.
She needs to talk so <laughs> she does she does yeah <laughs> i hope she's not listening um, no. <laughs> so um how much information is out there about about us you know everyone gets um so like oh no um uh, I'm, I'm worried about facebook stealing my data but social engineering i'm building a profile about someone how easy is that information to get about me i i go on a walk every day this is where i go this is my movements this is what i enjoy this profile is all about john and now i know exactly how to target him how easy is that information if someone doesn't know how to protect themselves how easy is that information out there and how much of it i remember in 80s um, when i was in the military school uh, we were learning about system called echelon and well, actual sounds powerful and capturing, I don't know, million keywords online and, you know, over the phone online before the computer online and intercepting the phone conversation, this and that. But, you know, you must understand that there's a, like a, like a circle, multiple circles around us of information, the layers. Uh, we have the four major uh, layers of information. First one, it's our life at work. So this is the one component that's going to be searched. Wait, what do you do at workplace? You know, what you dislike, you know, your behavior over there. Then you have the, your private life, but your private life, which means outside of the work, who you're socializing, where you're going, you know, what's your shopping activities or, you know, what's your hobbies? Then you have the in-house circle of information, which uh, describes you how do you living, you know, like this is more psychological insights into yourself. They have the fourth one, which is your intimate circle, which includes well, your wife, your girlfriend, your family. So every each of these uh, four major circles of collecting informations, um, it's, it can be um, assessed somehow. You know, we all love to go on Google. We know Google what Google says. Google knows what he knows. Google, it's that's there to give us information what you know we like to hear it, to see it but eventually uh we become engaged in some type of conversation because don't forget one thing when it's come to the human intelligence interaction with you it's a last thing in social engineering and we start engaging conversations or so verifying some information about you what we collected on to open sources when you talk about government government has a much more deeper uh, uh and more uh Accurate information about everyone else, you know, I mean, I don't know, criminal check, you know, the police check, you know, did we, you know, did you have drive license and anything else. But eventually, information about you and I need to be verified. So, source, let's go say from internet, you know, you'll grade, you know, the mid-level, I call the mid-level, level three, and or A3. And reliability of that information, eh, eh, you know, that's always questionable from internet. So eventually, you need to assess what's circle by circle before you created the full picture of somebody. And um, it's very important that understand that many times we are engaging ourselves with somebody without even knowing we're engaging. For example, you can go in your favorite uh, store buying the equipment. How do you know that somebody after you didn't come and spoke with, uh, you know, uh, about I'm a person in the shopping, I mean, the teller or the salesperson, you know, about your behavior of the shopping. That's a good start. How do you know that you're not being observed, you know, through surveillance? Stasi uh, in the Eastern Germany had 189,000 informants. That was uh, every informant on 100 citizens. And yet they were not happy with what the information is the gather. And then, so that's, you know, let's just say, I'm your brother, so I'm informed for the Stasi coming in your house and I know your private and intimate uh, surroundings. Yet they was looking for more confirmation, for more confirmation in data collection. So whatever we do, whatever we want, if we become the target profile, that every avenue is gonna be explored. Every avenue, you can't stop this, you know what I mean? You can't stop this thing. So it's not problem being on the internet, you know. 
everybody's day. Have you seen, um, uh, talking about informants, right, have you seen John Wick, I think it's John Wick 3 or 2 where it's introduced, where um, every single homeless person is an informant for this one guy. So yeah, everyone yeah. On, on, on in the street is, is passing information around and got to the point where all these assassins were after him and the informants were giving information as to his location. I think the homeless people actually protected him in the end, but but that shows the power of it, right? Can you can you talk yes. to like what what was powerful it, about it, John it, Wick? Like John Wick. Look, I think it's a, it's a, it's 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 a beautiful movie. First of all, he has that depth because he's on a mission, and his mission was a very simple. You know what he loved most? He's been taken away from him, and people, uh, you know, he gave up with that part of life because of, he was married and he wanted to start something, you know, different, uh, more peaceful. <laughs> John Wick, uh, but the yet. You know, all these homeless people, the part organization, you know, so that's what it is. You see, they use the, they use the surroundings to blend themselves. And that's the difference when, you know, when we see things in the movies, like, you know, uh, I was watching the other day with my son, some movie, and the cleaner was there, you know, I mean, holding the mic and everything else. There's a difference between operations, you know, you can see in private sector, when the collect information, police and uh, other sectors, military or intelligence. And the level of sophistication is much more uh, uh, different in approach information. But in John Wick, it's a great thing. I'll give you for one example. If you remember Arab Spring Uprising 2010, well, I don't know what called the Arab Spring Uprising, but you know, it's happened in um, in 2011, in, in, you know, in the winter time. Um, but they have the reason why they call it Arab, Arab, Spring, Arab Spring Uprising. I forgot exactly why. Anyway, when the Twitter becomes the source of information for the people to <clears throat> express themselves uh, how unhappy they are with everything, what the government did, Tim, government shut down the uh, internet. Shut down the internet. So come back on social engineering. So how they communicated, you know, in an old-fashionable way, the way you can't infiltrate word of mouth. They go in the mosques, the market, in schools. So it's like a fire. It's even faster than the, than the media. Even the Twitter was taking quite a lot of credit for this. But in reality, information, source information was a human, passed to another human. And, you know, I mean, you can't apply social engineering for this uh, because it's it's number of people they involved. So they can't, you know, engage with everybody's social, uh, uh, social activities and, you know, talk to somebody and create environment. Because one thing with social engineering we discussed, uh, it is not just knowing person having created a story. You must choose a particular time and place when you're going to engage that conversation with somebody. So you never engage with that person, uh, you know, conversation while he's, you know, at the workplace in his office and he's angry and everything else. You know, that's a, there's a stages when you do this, but you're always looking for the different type of the arrangements. So Arab Spring Uprising. Internet shut down, information was being stored by every human, and the information was being passed. What was uh, even worse for government, they didn't know who says what. They knew the sentiment was changing, but they, didn't ca- they couldn't capture information. And suddenly, boom, uh, revolution started, right? So this is what I'm saying to our social engineering. Information has a source. And you can't have the better hardware protected with the best software than the human brain. So if you imagine the human body, it's a hardware and a software in your brain, you know what I mean? You can't imagine better one because, you know, we're acting according to our senses and registering, you know, the situation around us through conversation. So don't worry, Steve. If somebody wants to know what you ate yesterday, they will know what you ate yesterday. Maybe not exactly with your bed, but what you ate outside. Because you can be subject of surveillance, you know, anytime in public places by anybody. And you can't do nothing. And that's enough information to be collected in, in public arena. So if we're someone who um, we carry, we're, we're valuable, we're a valuable target. We could be a politician, we could be a CEO, we could have trade secrets. We know we could be a target. What 
you, you say you can't do anything about surveillance, but if so, if you can't stop surveillance, what can you do to make sure that that surveillance doesn't mean anything? Well, at least you can minimize, you know, the, the, the elements of risk management information. You know, there's a certain things everybody must be trained and majority of corporations across the globe, uh, they don't have that type of training. They, 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 they don't believe that target of, of social engineering, right? You don't discuss in public places information such a, you know, we build the best camera on the planet. We're going to launch next three, three months. Look, I've witnessed so many times in Australia and overseas. Uh, people will usually open the laptops on the airport on a plane and they will do their work. And in hindsight, you know, I, I believe that people feel comfortable and safe. Nobody's watching it's airport. But then we don't know who are we surrounded with. And as much as you believe that you are the Mr. Nobody or I don't know nothing, I'm just a, you know, just a guy who works a company. It doesn't mean that you don't become the interested party or the target for somebody who has collected information through social engineering. Regardless how important we have the title before our name, it's always imperative to understand that information should stay in the places where they can control. If, for example, if we have the big meeting, you and I, and we have the old staff members, fellow of us, of course they're going to be the take precaution measures in them. You know, the, 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 the room, which is not being used for nothing else except for the meetings. Everybody leaves the phone outside. Don't take a notes. We distribute the notes we want to give you. You know, all these things. And, you know, to, so it's to minimize possibility of any surveillance in the workplace, right? Or during the meeting. And, you know, you can today make it all these gadgets and buy them. And, but again, you know, that's internally, but it can be surveilled from outside, you know, bionic here, the drones and just name them. There's so many, again, technological uh, gadgets there, which... <laughs> so i give you an example. When I was working in Directorate 7 in, in, in diplomatic environment, every time when I was conducting conversation with my ambassador, conducting in one particular room, and the moment we left that room, we never discussed this ever. But I knew it, that that room has been secure because in this room was nothing, you know, I mean, nothing, just, just, just the brick walls. Brick walls, which have been regularly inspected. The walls, I know it sounds funny, but walls, you touch the walls, you see it, you know, I mean, then. So instead of talking about security, when you talk about security, you need to understand that security doesn't rely only uh, uh, of information just internally, you look externally. There's a window next to the window. It's a, you know, it's a, your office down the ground floor is the office of a pub. So it's a lot of a lot of uh, uh, opportunities. Somebody gave me information, but the re reducing or minimizing possibility of surveillance, audio, video, it's an imperative. Making possibility that everybody who comes for the meeting understand obligations and seriousness of that meeting. That information disclosed at this meeting is being disclosed between me, team, uh, him, her them, blah, 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 right? So 12 of us in room. So if invention walks out, and then you need to do something that's called, you know, loyalty test. A loyalty test, I, we used to be doing this uh, when I was working, when I was working, you know, you, you leave information, deliberately purposely on desk to somebody, and then you can see that that information being planted some, to you. And if information lands somewhere where it shouldn't, we know that started with you. And the easiest question to ask in intelligence it's to ask the questions you already know the answer. Don't forget that one. Uh, police, that works that way, sort of. You know, they ask you questions already know the answer because when they put you in a mean, position to, you know, be interviewed, they already know some type of information, some facts or uh, those type of information about event or you or association with the, with, the, with the activity. So it's important to understand information cannot be protected only mechanical and technical means computers, electronic devices to turn off. It's education or the people, key people in organization and lower echelons of the organization to the point of the cleaner that everybody understands the moment you start working with organization, this is information risk management. This is, you need to act, this is what you have access, this is classification of information documents and so on. In that way, you always can pinpoint 
from what direction information was leaking out. Did you um did you see it was going around TikTok? There's a guy in Sydney he was predicting the uh predicting the COVID the COVID <laughs> cases, right? Um oh, and, and that man. was a classic case of a bit of social engineering going on. But they did exactly that. They planted some information to end up uh, and find the leak. Did you see that, that? that? That is correct because you know, I'm pretty sure that New South Wales government's been uh, you know, quietly quietly very well led and have professionals who are doing these things. Uh, I, I, you know, when we talk about, talk about uh, you know, how many cars going to pass here, so, like, you know, guessing the numbers of pandemic is not guessing because you never know. Every single, can... every single day. He got it every single day, Mario. Yeah, till the, till the one day didn't guess anymore, so. Uh, and look, I, I, look I, I think that's, like, that's the funny thing is, uh, most of the our predictions uh, are based on a, on a intuition or some type of uh, uh, some type of understanding what's going to happen. But then don't forget one thing: um, in intelligence field, there's something called a pre-mortem analysis. Pre-mortem analysis are basically creating the three three possible war scenarios in a, in a war in a war room with a group of the people. So pre-mortem analysis allows you to test your hypothesis with the three worst-case scenarios. Then from all those three worst-case three scenarios, you take an even worst outcome and analyze this one. So people are usually know what a post-mortem is, you know, usually associated with the, with the, you know, with the death of somebody and the coroner and autopsy and all these things. A pre-mortem analysis is not being applied by many. We done, I done this quite a lot in, 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 in military and diplomatic because you try to assess something what's going to happen and test your hypothesis based on the worst case scenario and then apply the, all your methods and knowledge, logistics and support and whatever you can get for that particular mission, that operation to get best possible outcome. However, you always count on the worst possible outcome because that's what you're preparing yourself. And only that way, in the times of uncertainty, you can go further. And again, it's based on information. How you can guess the numbers of uh, <clears throat> of the infected, I mean, that leads me to the movie Beautiful Mind with uh, Russell Crowe. I'm sure they, well, that's, what, I mean, he was, that's uh, what he was doing. He was, the joke was he had all these calculations and calculations. <laughs> and... Again, that was just the movie. And, you can't just guess. Uh, first of all, when we talk about intelligence, when you're talking about social engineering, when you talk about informants or whistleblowers, one important thing it is, I was being taught in communism when I started this, this work, and then later on, you talk about human beings. And you're dealing with a human who has a name, surname, address, life, family, jobs and everything else and you agree then there there are not many people who are mentally strong like yourself many people are struggling mentally and they will look for the any type of excuses which i can talk a little bit later about when we talk about informants but social engineering in basic in nutshell it is not reserved for the it cyber social engineering it's a long traditionally established human intelligence method of data collection which requires the interaction with the source of information, which basically it's a human. Human in every organization, organization is strongest, but yet weakest link. And COVID changed that landscape. Now, makes people more vulnerable, upset, angry, lockdowns, and motives behind people sharing the numbers of anything can be very bad or <laughs> it can deter your situation very quickly because you know you, it's not your job to predict how many people's going to tomorrow die or how many people's going to be infected because that's not a joke we talk about pandemic and uh, pandemic is not a joke and right? that that i don't approve but basically social engineering yeah you can charm somebody on reception you can charm somebody in cooperation and information is flowing and 
unless you are interested in somebody, of course, that people are going to talk. Because, you know, when you talk with somebody, Tim, did you notice that sometimes that uh, you're not interested for some conversations or say with me and we start talking and they say, hi, Tim, how are you? I say, okay. And how's your day, Tim? Ah, not bad. And then, I, you know, I'm just waiting for me to say something. I will try to fill the void and I'm going to say, you see, Tim, oh, last night I was with my girlfriend and, you know, we went to cinema and everything else. He didn't ask me, haven't you? He didn't ask me for information. But what you asked me is to stop talking, but instead of this, I'll start talking. And that's how the information flows. I say this in conversation before with you. Imagine, imagine 1991, the last bastion of communism fall apart. Yugoslavia and Russia. Gone. Eastern Russia pact. Eastern Bloc. Southern has 45,000. 45,000 highly trained intelligence operatives who they have no employer. They were maybe my age, 18 years old. They've been trained. Because don't forget one thing, in communism, you don't start uh, learning about intelligence, work intelligence agencies because you've been approaching in a, in a primary school, high school, in university, depend where you're going to get, you know what I mean? And uh, how bright you are, where they can be, uh, you can be utilized. So suddenly you have the 20 years old people who wander around the globe looking for the new employer. These guys, they don't know nothing else. Or maybe their 30s or 40s. Without pension, suddenly. Of course, they're going to offer their, uh, their jobs, uh, sorry, their qualifications and their resumes to the higher bidder, which is information. That can be, you know, organized crime, can be some, some you know, I mean, quasi-state in, in Africa or, you know, usually, you know, people who have the name, you know, uh, Liberation Front, you know, I mean, they're usually the biggest dictators in Africa, right? And, you know, they don't care because they're looking for the job. So how do you know that you don't become the target? Before you come to the head of the fish, you start from the tail, which means less important people, you're crawling, you know, further, further, further to the head. Once you come to head, that's a different, this, that's a different game. It's, um, it's kind of thing because people think, oh, it won't be me, it won't be me, but Maybe if you're the lowest down on the organization, they're going to start with you first. Um, you know, depend of the urgency, depend of the understanding of the what you're looking for. Because intelligence that never works just on a guessing. You know, they have a continuity of the work, uh, collection data twenty four seven. You know, to the different type of uh, intelligence analysts, and then you have the you know particularly targeted uh, data collection that's come after information has been captured somewhere about somebody, a product, or weapon, or, you know, who knows what. And, you know, when you go, team, let's say, on, uh, in Thailand, for example, you know, we're going, you and I, for the, for the nice holiday one day. <laughs> we don't know, understand everything about Thailand. We don't understand what's happening there. We don't understand uh, people, culture, and everything else. But you never know, maybe our competitor, company, Double Z X, he, they waiting for us there with a, with a ready prepared, you know, scenario. And you become, you and I become the target profile and, you know, we never come back from Thailand. Or maybe come back without our product. <laughs> have you, um, have you caught social engineering happening? Um, maybe for a client, maybe for someone you've, you've caught it sort of maybe halfway through and then advised them. So you're like, we've seen this happening and you should now do X, Y, Z. Like, do you have an example of this happening? I'll give you two examples. First, I, I have been subject of social engineering and, and I mentioned this before. I've been approached by the various characters in my life uh, who have become the very curious. And I almost fall twice. Uh, I was naive, young, and very cocky. I was 26, 27 years old. I was willing and know everything. Lucky for me, I was being tested by internal uh, security services. 
But if this happened somewhere else, most probably I will not talk to you today, right? That's the, that's how the that's how this world it is. So when you are lonely, when you're far away from you know from anybody, and you know, you, you are open to the many many ridiculous things and even conversation. And even I knew it, I should avoid conversation. Secondly. When I was advising, we took a pre-COVID because COVID, everything just uh, slowed down. I spoke with my few clients and, and when they expressed their concern, I said like, who's a very curious around you? And they will say to me, this, 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 this person. And I said, like, do you know the name? I say, yeah, I know. And when they, you know, forward me the business cards, I said like, okay, let me check who these people are. These people are, let's go say, they're not even... It will remotely look like them because what happened, one of the sources I identified at that person, particular person, took a business card from the coffee shop, you know, before the coffee people go for coffee and then you can drop the, in, um, uh, yeah, in the, in the thing, in the, ball, in the fish bowl, right? The card. And like we're going to call every month, you know, yeah, you win the coffee. So people take the business cards and that was very naive in the society where we, we are. Uh, because like it looks very benign, you know, like I just go in my local coffee shop and people are trustworthy. So anyway, I identified a person who took it, that, that card and, you know, um, eventually I told my client that, you know, needs to be so smarter. So, uh, tries to minimize the relationships and uh, minimize connections and, uh, conversations with that person because it looks like this person is not genuinely interested in that one. And we, we have no way to check, uh, why they are, uh, after him, but, that was enough that confirmed the person who gave the business card was taken from one coffee shop, one side of the city, given another side of the city, and it was not even a look like a person from the business card was uh, Asian, um, and the person who gave this one was Caucasian. So that makes a big difference. That's enough to stop every communications and everything else. So, Jeez, that's... Uh... Yeah, that's crazy. Like the world is the world is like this thing. You know, you uh, and I we're talking every day. You know, I mean we we meeting people every day, we are discussing all these things, but you know are there people genuine? No, they're not. There's all people um uh, like to be a friend, no, they're not, you know. And you know, put you just in position. When you're bored, when you are at home, let's just say lockdowns, what people have a tendency, they're watching YouTube, the TVs, the movie, I can do this, I can be John Wick, I can be John Wick. Um, but the thing is, people insinuate themselves and they imagine things that can do better than anybody else. And they try to get more knowledge of your product or your services. But the reality is thing that who knows you better than yourself? Nobody. But when you have the opportunity, let's just say one of the methods is social engineering. It is the storyline, which is most, I would say, 80% of time is being used. Just ask yourself a question. Why would this person talk to me? I mean, why? If you don't initiate something, why does someone talk to me? Why does curiosity over internet? Hey, listen, I saw your post and, you know, I want to catch up with you. Yeah, sure. You know, let's go talk. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know me, this and this and this and this and this. Okay, and then you know you can see that it's going wrong correct direction. Let us say no. Thank you very much for your time. All the best. I love my life. I want to enjoy. So you know that's my best advice. It is. Hmm. It's actually I, I found it's it's the benefit of um, Zoom meetings and and. Um, not having to go to that coffee shop, right? Because you can do it. You can do a Zoom meeting with someone, and I can very quickly just be like, oh, "Okay, no, this has been great. Goodbye." And then I don't, I don't see him again. In fact, there's some people who are like, "Oh, can you give me a call on this number?" And I'm like, "Well, no, I'd prefer to do a Zoom meeting because all that is, I'm just sending him a link and that kind of thing, and and the the conversation is done." I can see though maybe maybe there's some benefits to meeting in person. I don't know. Um, what are your thoughts on what I've just said there? Listen, one of my one one of my training instructors, um, he told me I expect unexpected, right? And for me, it was like, oh, come on, all these mottos, you know what I mean? First, the communism, now in democracy again. So, 
I was once in a library. <laughs> I was in library. And I'm laughing, Tim, because regardless of my job was very serious and, you know, very dangerous. And, you know, it was a job where you are the, your own leader, your own, your own, you know, manager and everything else. I, I was start reading some books and um, I went to the library and I never forget in library, you know, you should see the people as they are and everything else. Anyway, then next to me was sitting the priest, right? Suddenly comes out of the priest, right? And in library, everybody's quiet and even priests are very quiet. And for some reason, he captured the book. I never forget that book and, and it was my childhood book, you know, Little Prince. I love Little Prince. Now it's no secret anymore. And he was reading the Little Prince. I think myself, why the why the priest will read the little prince? I'm like, come on, seriously, Mario. I was the one who instigated conversation. And reason why we learn it later, my boss will learn later, because somebody I used to be know that person was very, very Aware that that book was a, the, my my childhood book, and I love that book, my Little Prince. Turns out the priest was not a priest. You know, I mean, priest. <laughs> he was belonging to the, the Department of Interior, so they were tagging me. You know, I mean, and, 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 and you know, same country. I mean, by Ministry of Interior, <laughs> because I was very interested, interesting to them because I was associated myself with a different crowd of the people who were who were under investigation. So they tried to assess me, um, you know, to probe and everything else. And it turns out after a few weeks, you know, nagging left, right, center, you know, they, they, you know, we had a coffee, but without the priest uniform. So I tried to say to Tim, you see the book, book in library, you know, he didn't, the priest didn't start talking to me, but I noticed a book on a table. I said, what the hell, the little prince? Who is the little prince? It's a priest, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it just doesn't make a sense. And I was curious and then bang. Come in the church on Sunday after the mass. So, priest. It looks legit. It was nothing legit. And then I spotted the differences, you know, I mean, in uh, lapping conversations and everything else. And, you know, I find out uh, he's not a priest. I'm reporting my boss and, you know, the counterintelligence work and everything else and so on. Because, but again, the, regardless how much trained I was, I fall even sometimes for myself. As soon as I let my guard go down, it's difficult, Tim. It's difficult. So people believe that social engineering is, as I say, only computers. No, it is not. In COVID situation right now, landscape is changed. Social engineering is going to explode after this. For now, you said Zoom. Zoom is the same thing, Tim. Imagine now suddenly you have the, you know, somebody who you see very attractive. <laughs> you know, Tennessee days that people's gonna start talking. I'm seeing it all the time. Actually, there's a scam that's going on at the moment through WhatsApp, right? So check yes. check this out. Um I hope it still comes up because I did block them. Um Okay, so um all right. Du -du -du -du. All right, so this one here. Okay. Oh, yeah, have that one. Oh, yeah, have yeah, that one. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. So that, Listen, that's... Um, hang on, there's another one uh, here. Okay. Um, same same thing. Um, you know, and the picture's always the same, right? You know, this type, this type of picture, um, same thing. Another one here and another one here. I think you get the, I think you get the gist, right? So yes, this is yeah. a... Look, I get together there as well on that. Now, the question what I'm asking, you know, how somebody, that's from Philippines, how somebody from Philippines knows my number uh, in the first place? And, you know, it's a beautiful girl when they converse with me. And, you know, I get a lot of emails. So, like, you see the situation dictating the way how someone's going to approach. During the court in Sydney, you know, let's just say men are lonely. You know, all these beautiful pictures. So, imagine how many people are going to fall for that image or click to start conversing with this one. But how they know my number, you know what I mean? I so said, like, okay, that, that beautiful girl, you know what I mean? You know, nice. 
but how they know my number? This is what I'm worried more about things like, uh, you know, nobody does have the yellow pages of our mobile numbers, right? Nobody. And we're receiving, you're receiving, maybe receive the same Tiffany, you know what I mean, from the Spain. <laughs> it's like you never know. But that's, you know, that's how the conversation starts. And someone's going to buy for this. And regardless how big or small you are in an organization, in your daily life, you will be the subject of unwilling and providing information to the to the whoever is there. And people have a tendency to talk. I told you, people have the urge to talk. People have the uh, desire to uh, portray themselves in the public about importance about their role and everything else. And whatever goes on social media says forever social media. You never you can never delete things for social media. Even our conversations and everything else. Eric Snowden demonstrated this so many times. And social engineering, it's, it's a dangerous it's a reality. And the social engineering, it's happening every moment, every day, anywhere around the planet. And everybody can be subject of the social engineering. Hmm. I mean, they're In getting... The- um... They're getting they're getting more and more clever. Um, I'm just trying, uh, as in like the message, the message, the first message that they that they send. Um, some are just hello, but there was one the other day that I had that was like, "Hey, I'm I'm the person that you met at the bar or something." But did you met at the bar? Well, I didn't. But like. But what do you think how they how what do you think how they come to this for that for that for that status? Yeah, stats? but like with, like it was it was uh, this one here, this one here is different. Like it's um, sorry, like this message. This is another one from from an. Are you there? Like, you know, that that's that's a lot. Like I I might respond to this, uh, rather than, oh here we go. Uh, why why your number in my book do we know each other and i'm like um you know so that the the messages are getting cleverer and cleverer right they that's more fishing right i don't know what do you think look um <laughs> i need to find the exact uh, exact name but i think it's called the 50 cents army in china they develop an entire program with, uh, you know, young people, uh, IT savvy. You know, they're spending so much time and creative. Their creativity has been used to approach, infiltrate, use the misinformation, disinformation on the internet. So creativity is based on our need. So everybody knows around the globe that, uh, let's just say, Sydney is in lockdown, week seven. And what's the basic urge, you know, if I were to talk, to get excited, you know, of course you're altering, that's what was mentioned this in, in the target profiling. When target profiling is done, uh, target profiling was being commenced, it's, it's not ending when with first conversation starts because your profile person is going to fit for somebody else. And situation, and come back to that part, information collection or intelligence activities on a field are very sophisticated, very sophisticated. Um, for one simple reason, you wanted that source of information has no suspicions. So of course, if we're going to be targeted, you and I with a Tiffany from Bora Bora join me, you know what I mean, on the beach. And <laughs> because, you know, maybe she doesn't know who they send the message, but man sees the message, Jomi Bora Bora <coughs> is going to start talking. So it's altered for the situation, circumstances, not towards the person. Social genetic, it's altered for exactly personality. This, it's targeted for everybody. And then comes later on that potential conversation of this discovery, I'll call discovery chat, like, you know, we're doing with somebody else. I have your number in why I have your number in my in my uh, uh, in, in my my mobile and then you say sorry who is this uh, Tiffany how do you have my number are you a Daniel no I'm Mari oh yeah Mari sorry Mari I'm mistaken Mari from where and that's how causation starts 
that's a dangerous thing. That's a dangerous thing. So people fall for this. And social engineering, I feel like it's more applicable for the assessing source of information, which is a human who is in a, a direct possession information relating to the activity being established by somebody, some agency, intelligence agencies, to collect about your product, about maybe, you know, taking over the market, your situation in organization, you know, I mean, and so on. So it's, it's, it's very important to understand this. Social engineering is not designed just to talk to you. It's accessing your hard drive, sorry, your software, which is your brain. Eh, that's what it is. Your source information. I think that's an awesome spot to leave it on. Um, okay, but, but what are your final tips when it comes to uh, social engineering for people? What do they, now that we know, we understand what it is, what, what, what should we be aware of? You know, when you were a kid, Tim, did your mom told you don't take a candy from the stranger? Yeah, all the teachers did, yeah. Never take a candy from the stranger and never take a candy from somebody who is, uh, who is in a position to tickle your senses in your brain. So, for example, you know, um, you know, when somebody very seductive or, you know what I mean, approaching out of the blue, and the people are very curious about something and they call decorization, you know, just always ask your questions, why this person approaching me? Is anybody else around me? And why would I talk to this person? So we need to leave out all our problems and everything else. If you are committed to your business, to your to your organization, you must be aware that even you're not trained, even you nobody told you, it's your obligation to protect information given to you by employment. Uh, we are not talking anymore about social engineering in a way. You know, we can talk about formats. We go and talk about this sometime, sometimes later. But social engineering, it's a talent for you. And you ask us a question, do I need this? Do I need a candy from this beautiful person, this beautiful lady? No. Very simple, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. awesome. You're welcome, Tim. And, but it is, it's te- I can see how it's tempting. You know, I'm I'm very happily in a relationship and, and that kind of thing, but I can see, like, you get a message from someone and their profile picture is just this... Incredibly stunning person, and and they're happy. Team, and, ask, you, you know, team ask yourself. Team ask yourself when you see the polling on a LinkedIn, for example, or when you see the polling somewhere else, or when you see the polling on any social media platform. That's a start of creating the profile of the sentiment. That's a that's a start of creating understanding, and then you shape that uh, sentiment for the needs of somebody. I always come back to one thing. Every information has the source. That's a human human brain and as much as a human it's the strongest link in in, in a chain or in cooperation is a, a simultaneously is a weakest link sometimes we will succumb and we're going to become different you know what i mean emotional or angry or any type of the of the situation going to dictate us and we're going to be approached by somebody somehow some way with a friendly conversation but why would somebody, some, why would somebody approach me, and I mean in a bar? I don't know. Maybe want to converse with me. So I start with this one. I don't take a candy from the from the strangers, and uh, most importantly, you don't take the conversation further than necessary. As soon as it becomes very uh, straightforward, you know, same interest. We love same drinks, all these things. And I grow up somewhere there. You know, I know this person. Blah blah. You know. You choose who you're going to talk with. Never be chosen to be talking to. That's how important thing is. You choose conversations with people because you can verify them through their work, through their social status, you know, someone recognizes anything else. So never allow to be chosen by somebody else. Don't take a candies. Don't fucking take a candies, man. And people, take a candies. Mario, I'm very grateful that you you have chosen to speak with me. Um, I'm always very did. grateful. I love, I love and uh, yeah, thanks for yet another really good session. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mario Beckers podcast. I'm here with you on your journey. You're with me on my journey. 
If you have any questions, likes or dislikes, feel free to contact me on my website www.mariobekes.com.au. In the meantime, I wish you a safe and pleasant journey.